1450 The Sports Buzz. 1450 The Sports Buzz.com. Welcome into the show here on the Afternoon Drive. Oh, my goodness. How how nice, how nice is the air outside is what I'm saying to you right now. The air out there is quite, I don't know. I was going to try to rhyme again, but it's quite lovely. <laughs> quite well. You don't have to rhyme with everything, but you can if you want to. But uh, let me tell you what. It's about 60 degrees outside today. We are mid, well, I, I was going to say early September, but for the love of everything holy, we're halfway through September already. Goodness gracious. Yeah, basketball so. is right around the corner. I know that doesn't mean too much to you because you're from Pennsylvania and all that, but around here, it it's marks the, the coldness marks the beginning of, hey, basketball's coming. What on earth are you talking about doesn't mean anything to me. Well, I, I are mean, you kidding? I, just because I don't like Louisville or UK? You guys don't play basketball up there, I didn't think. But I'm a Syracuse fan. What? Yeah, that's right. Put your wrap, ha- wrap your thoughts around that one. What buddy. happened to Villanova? What's that doesn't make Villanova? any sense. Villanova, come on. Georgetown's closer. No, it's here. Let me give you a little rundown. We we had intramural basketball when I was a young lad, and we were representing the Big East, and I was on the Syracuse Orangemen when I was like seven years old. Because unlike this part of the country, when you have this structured sort of fantastic uh, intramural program, where I come from, you actually played sports when you were young. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, we do that around here, too. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we, there's a lot of posers in this area. You know what I'm saying? A lot of posers here, a lot of posers there. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to get uh, in the first segment here, we're going to talk to EJ Clark. He is uh, one of our affiliates here. He's going to be doing the uh, Kentucky Winter Circle. We're going to talk with him here in just a second. We got uh, Nick Saban in Alabama talking cheaters. Uh, we'll see if they're cheating. We got the pick four at Churchill Downs tonight, Friday Night Racing. We have um, Nick Swartz from Hub Sports and Music going to call in in the second segment. We're going to talk about all this Major League Baseball and football that's going down right now. His Yankees are almost, almost in there. Almost in there. We got uh, uh, Sound Tribe Sector 9. I don't know if you saw this or not. They announced a five-day run at the Tabernacle in Atlanta. We're going to go down there, buddy. We're going to rip it up. We're going to have some fun with that. So uh, a lot of football uh, to talk about. We're going we're gonna to break that down with Nick Swartz in the second segment. We've got um, uh, improper benefits being discussed in college sports. I mean, everything. Have you ever had improper benefits in your <laughs> life? I've, yeah, I've received and given a few <laughs> improper benefits before. So anyway, we're going to start to show off uh, right away. We're going to go, since it is horse racing season and uh, things are getting real good here, uh, we're going to go right to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. It's uh, 384-1450 if you want to call in at any time. I've got uh, EJ Clark on the line with me. EJ, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Nasty. I mean, we're getting ready for you know a big event tomorrow, so everybody's kind of pumped for that, tell as me, you know, besides horse racing. Exactly. Well, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about this big event. I, I, I assume you're referring to a football game that's going down tomorrow. That would be the <laughs> Governor's Cup. <laughs> the, the, the Governor's Cup. So, okay, let's, let, let's talk about that for just a minute, Nick, and then we'll talk a little horse racing with you. I'm sorry, uh, EJ. We're going to – we uh, – who do you, who do you think is going to win this game? Are you a, a biased one way or another? Or oh yeah, I'm a U of L fan. <laughs> do they blow them out, or is it a close game? You know, I I never like to make uh, bold predictions of high scores when Kentucky and Louisville play. I'm always more conservative about that. So I don't know. I, you know, I, I think I think it's Louisville at least by two touchdowns. But whether or not it's uh, it's a blowout. I don't know. Yeah, the line floated up to about 15 points, I believe, is where, about where it stands now. So that, that seems to be the, the general consensus is about where that game is. And I, and I, I can't disagree with you. I think that's, that's probably about what's going to happen. I think maybe a close game in the first half, second half, kind of a pull away, 
in in the favor of the Louisville Cardinals. So, well, you know, I don't make my living handicapping either horses or football, <laughs> <laughs> but I like well. to talk a lot about horses and occasionally about football games. <laughs> Well, it's a very exciting time of year for you and myself because we both are, are avid horse. Absolutely. I don't want to say horsemen because that would be misleading, but we are horse players and advocates of the game. Uh, and uh, you're getting ready to jump back in on the airwaves here tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, we are. We're real excited about coming back. You know, we took a, a few weeks off in the summertime. It's going to be kind of the norm, I think, for the next few years here on the Kentucky Winter Circle. Great to be back. I guess some people would have thought, well, why didn't you come back last week when Churchill did? Normally we would have, but uh, there was a few other things going on. So we're, you know, kind of coming back in the shadow of this big game as we're talking about. So we hope that maybe some of the fans will have time between 11 a.m. and noon tomorrow between their tailgating and everything else to maybe catch up on a little horse racing. We've got three very good guest. I, I really, you know, when when I call in, sometimes I don't really tout as much who we have on the show, but, but I do want people to know I've got the voice of Kentucky Racing, Mike Pataglia, who is a longtime friend. And yeah, Mike's a great guy. A, a guy that I have a, just a tremendous amount of respect for as uh, not only the guy that makes the morning line, but the job he does for NBC TV. Uh, his ability to, uh, you know, to, to really tell the right story for thoroughbred racing and especially Kentucky racing has uh, always been superb. And then we're going to check in with Indian Charlie, and he's going to give us uh, uh, some memories about Cosmo. Cosmo just yeah. passed away, a pioneer, yep, a rock that. and roll pioneer. I saw that. In, uh, and and uh, on a Mike Battaglia, he, um, he not only does he do the morning line and all those other things you were just talking about, he is one heck of a handicapper too. Oh yes, he is oh, one yeah, of the absolutely. better handicappers. He's he, when, of course out at Keeneland we run into him and stuff. He's a, not only is he one of the the better handicappers, but he's always willing to give you his time, which is really a, a noble from from his perspective. So he's a great guy all the way around. So and also he is indeed, and it's always a pleasure to have him on. And and, and you're right. I mean, you know, we we kind of take for granted nasty that that. Just what you said, he is he is a great handicapper, but he does so many other uh, things well. And I, and I still maintain today that nobody can do a post-race interview any better than Mike Battaglia. He is, uh, he is just the king at doing that. And, of course, I uh, love his coverage, you know, whether it's covering the Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby, or the Breeders' Cup. Uh, so we'll catch up with Mike. And we'll also catch up with Marty McGee, who will be traveling. He'll be on the road heading toward Kentucky Downs. I've got another big day down there and yes, a grade right. three and four stakes. And we'll talk a little bit about that with Marty McGee and, and get his take. And, of course, Churchill has uh, the open mind stake. It's not a graded race, but it's a $100,000 race. We'll talk about that as well. So, yeah, that's you know, a- it's going to be a fast, fast-moving hour. It sure it's you know it's it certainly does and it's it sounds like it's going to be an informative hour as well because those are some those are some big players. Marty McGee is a writer for the Racing Forum for those that don't know. So uh, again, my guest is EJ Clark, and the program is eleven o'clock uh, Saturday mornings. I guess that's Saturday mornings technically still. Um, we so- are back on Saturday mornings, and we're also going to be back on the road. Not only to racing, but the the road to the Breeders' Cup and and back to Keeneland for two live shows. We'll have two afternoon shows that won't be on, you know, instead of an 11 o'clock show 
on the fourth or uh, on the fifth and the nineteenth of October. Those will be afternoon shows on fourteen fifty the sports buzz. And those are both Saturdays. Yeah, those are both Saturdays, go. and one of course is is the winning your in races and the. Fall Stars weekend with the Breeders' Cup preps, of course, on opening weekend. So tell me, E.J. Clark, how excited are you about Keeneland opening up? I know it's nice to have Churchill back in September, or, or starting in September, but uh, the, the majestic, beautiful Oh, we're very Keeneland. excited, and of course it's great that Churchill's running this month, and we're kind of kind of getting used to that. It's kind of neat that they've already you know, had the Iroquois and the Pocahontas. Normally they would have had those at the beginning of the November all meet. Yep, so we'll see how some of those things play out. They've got a big uh, big weekend on the 28th, and uh, that's another important weekend. There's a lot of Breeders' Cup races uh, coming up on September the 28th as well, so we'll be talking about that. But no, back to Keeneland, it's just uh, a fun event. Keeneland has been very gracious to uh, host us over there at uh, Wagering Central. Yes, and you were, and, you were uh, gracious enough to have so me join it, you. It's a blast, you know. To yeah, be over was, there. It's, it's they're 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 great. They're, it's a very very cordial uh, atmosphere around there. That uh, you were gracious enough to let me join you for a moment the the one day out there, and it's yeah just, it's a yeah beautiful it's setup. a lot of fun now. Yeah, it's you great. know the, the the challenge sometimes is is you're right there in the crowd. Yeah, and it gets a little noisy, and it gets a little sometimes it's a little hard to hear the stations, a little hard to hear the guests. If they're on live with you, but it's so much fun because there's such a such a buzz of excitement there, you know. And of course, people are coming up and they're, uh, you know, they're they're using all all the apps and everything with their smartphones and betting, and they're getting tips and things like that. Probably, and of course, we're right there in the crowd and on the uh, you know grandstand side. Well, and they probably when they go by, they they see that the legendary E.J. Clark is doing his show, and they want to copy and paste some of those pictures to the the social medias as well. You know what I'm saying, right? I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> certainly we've we've had a lot of people come up to us and say, "Can I put my program or my beverage down here?" Oh yeah, then you got all that all that equipment. It's like be careful. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and they ask us for directions, uh, you know, and and we try to we try. Actually, <laughs> we hardly can't do a show without somebody up. Somebody coming by while we're on the air. I mean, we're on the air. We don't have the light there that says we're on the air. You're right. But actually, right. as we're talking, somebody will come up and ask us uh, for directions. And, uh, well, you community so, service, customer service. This is what it looks like customer service deck yeah, with, with headsets. Yeah, they, they confuse us with customer. It, it, it's still a it, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, I that's just uh, it, it's a fun place to be. And and right now, of course, you know. The uh, September sale is going on over at Keeneland. I was so out on that, yeah. I went out there on Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday last week. I was out there. At the, how was that for you? Tell I'll me tell a little you what, bit. I tell you that. what. To be honest with you, EJ Clark, it's humbling for me because I I like to think I know a little bit about horse flesh, if you would, and the bloodlines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you when you're in the ring there and people are throwing their hands up for five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand million dollar horse flesh. It's pretty humbling to think of, you know, that's like that's a lifetime's worth, more than a lifetime's worth of earnings for me. Uh, it, so it's kind of it was it was nice, though, because, again, the weather was it was a little warm. Uh, it was a little warm on Wednesday, but all the big players in the game were out there. Pletcher was out there. Dwayne Lucas, you know, all the mm-hmm. all the usual suspects. And I love it. I, I just wish I had 
a couple hundred thousand dollars in my bank account that I could that I could you know take a chance <laughs> with you know to get in the game. I would I would love to do yeah. that someday. But, yeah, uh, I, I can I can imagine it, it would kind of give you the buying fever for oh. sure. Hey, I, I did want to mention that it's there's an interesting. Uh, Philly in the open mind. She's the Philly that you'll recall beat Groupie Doll last time out, and that's devious intent. She's that's five in to one of the morning line, and uh, you know she's coming out of the uh, Gardenia Stakes. Yeah, that was exactly. her last race. Groupie Doll. Well, that was Groupie Doll's first race, and uh, she needed a race as she came back and broke the track record up in Erie, Pennsylvania, on Monday uh, night. On Monday night in the Masters, and yeah. so. Uh, well, you know, the right. Philly, uh, this four-year-old Philly, devious intent. We'll, we'll we'll see how she comes out of that race. Uh, she won by a neck, uh, beating uh, Magic Hour, and then Groupie Doll was third in that particular race. And as I say, she's uh, five to one in the morning line. There, a tough field for for um, six fillies and mares. Uh, Bourbon is the favorite on the outside from Eddie Keneally's barn. And then you have uh, you have Sweet Cassiopeia, which is co-entered at Kentucky Downs in uh, in the seventh race in that particular stake, and then she's entered in the Open Mind. So I guess we'll find out which way they're going to point Sweet Cassiopeia. Well, a wise man. If they haven't already said it, which I haven't heard, but well, a wise man told me the last time the last time that I had when when I chatted with you. The wise man told me that Groupie Doll needed the race and would probably be in good shape for the the Masters at Presque Isle Downs on Monday. And sure enough, just like clockwork, E.J. Clark gave me the gave me the inside information. That's the way you do well, it. Well, you know, I, t- I tell you, Groupie Doll, I, I really believe she's. She, I mean, she gives me every indication. Now I'm excited because I'm excited that she ran so well up there at Presque Isle, and that it appears that she's back to her. You know her old self and everything, which which just is uh, is just wonderful because we've got Groupie Doll, uh, we we've got uh, a bunch of other horses that were were stars in the Breeders' Cup that are trying to get back to Santa Anita, and of course Wise Dan, Horse of the Year, being uh, among them and and maybe at the top of that particular list, and then you've got Fort Larned trying to get back to Santa Anita. He'll. Uh, He'll go in the Jockey Club Gold Cup on September the 28th at Belmont Park. So I just think, I mean, you know, it's a second season, I realize, and, and everybody is is pretty much excited about football, and, and, well, they should be. But if you love horse racing, this is the second season on the way to a championship. So this is a pretty exciting time right now. It certainly is. It certainly is, EJ. And, uh, and you're going to we don't want to take again we don't want to give them too much information except for how they can listen to you cuz you got you got some great guests lined up for your your opening it's your opening show for this season right yeah. it's the opening show yeah, tomorrow it is for the second season so mm-hmm. tune in it's EJ Clark it's on the Kentucky Winter Circle it's Saturday mornings uh, for, uh, from 11 to noon it's uh, right here on WXVW and uh EJ let me know if there's anything throughout the season that I can do to help well, uh, I will, and uh, I hope to have you on uh, in the 11 o'clock hour with us a time or two as well. Absolutely. I'd be honored. So uh, good luck to you this weekend if you if you do get to place any wagers. Uh, but anyone else, you have to tune in to the uh, Kentucky Winter Circle, <laughs> 11 o'clock, and get, the, get the, the, the inside scoop on horse racing as only E.J. Clark can do it for you. So, E.J., right, it was a nasty. pleasure. All right, we'll talk to you Thanks soon. Thanks for okay? having me on. My pleasure. Good luck. All right, we'll talk to you soon.
Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the, big, uh, the afternoon drive on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com.
This portion of the program is brought to you by Paul Kiger Metro Group. You can get a hold of him at 502-314-6748. Again, that's 502-314-6748. That's any housing needs you have. You want to get rid of your house. You want to sell. You want to buy a house. Give him a call at the Paul, call Paul Kiger Metro Group. Give them a call, and uh, he'll, he'll get you taken care of. So we're going to go right back. I, saw, I said it here first. We're going right back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line at 384-1450. I've got a, another special guest, an old buddy of mine from back up up north. Uh, i got Nick Swartz on the line with me. What's happening, my friend? Not much. How are you doing, Big Nancy? Oh, you know. You know how I do it. Just uh, rolling through. we got 60-degree yeah. weather here in, in Louisville. So, um, you know, I'm actually, I, w- I was dancing around outside naked earlier this morning just because it felt right. You know what I'm saying? All right, you know, I'm down with that. Yeah, it's great. It's nice here too. I might do a little dancing around Nate while we're on the we're on the show here. Hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? It happens, buddy. It happens. It's like, we like to think. Uh, we we generally like to think my my engineer be fresh and and myself that if if you're not keeping it sexy, what's the point? That's kind of our our, our, exactly. our take. So, man, I'll tell you what, buddy. We haven't talked in a while. There's a lot going on right now. There's a lot going on right now. Um, in the next segment after the break, we're going to talk. We're going to break down the NFL games for this weekend. But uh, I want to dive right into. I want to dive in right into this this Major League Baseball playoff race that we sort of got happening here. It's like some of the divisions have already wrapped up, and others not so much. So uh, I see that your Yankees have have sort of weaselled their way, snuck their way in there. <laughs> if you would, if you would. <laughs> so what's your thoughts on this, man? Are they going to make it or not? Well, you know what? About two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, I was I was totally believing it. And then, um, you know, I wasn't really sure, you know, with how th- things were going. But this team reminds me so much of the 98 team. I think I've said that since the beginning of the season. And then they're like resiliency, like, um, you know, coming back from Mo blowing saves, which just doesn't happen, but coming back, not putting their heads down and winning. And, you know, they had two walk-off wins this week on past balls, like just getting guys over and the heart in this team. Playing, I, I think that they're playing great. They're playing with a lot of spunk. They're playing with a lot of energy, a lot, yeah. of, a lot, of, a lot of that mojo. Uh, they just found out some hard, hard news that uh, Derek Jeter's gone. He's probably not going to play in the playoffs, uh, more than likely. Yep. Um, they just found out last night that uh, Brett Gardner, the leadoff man, is potentially going to be out for the season with an oblique issue. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Well, you know, I've I seen the Brett Gardner. When he, it was when he, when he batted first. He, he, pulled, he pulled something when he, he got out in the first inning. Um, I think losing Gardner is uh, it's, it's odd to say this, but um, it's a way bigger hit than Jeter. Um, I had wrote on something earlier in the week for uh, uh, players who are part of the uh, we're working with the hub um, about Jeter and how it was a good idea to shut him, shut him down. So they shut Jeter down, which I thought was a great idea. But losing Gardner that hurts because he brings a lot to the table. You know, he's a table setter. Um, and him getting on base, you know, a single is a double pretty much because the guy doesn't get caught stealing. And, and that's he's about the only speed. Been They've been playing national baseball. Yeah, and, and besides him, you've got some you got some speed in Alfonso Soriano, but really across Ooh. the you – know, there's not a lot of speed there elsewhere, is there, on the Yanks? No, I mean, Suzuki, I mean, Ichiro, believe, Ichiro is like, what, 39, 40 years old, and, you know, he does bring a lot. But now, like, everyone was coming back healthy in the lineup, they were able to put, you know – Ichiro down to, you know, like seven 
so they speed at the top and the bottom. But with Gardner getting hurt, I would imagine each row moves up. So I'm really interested to see tonight, um, going into this Red Sox series, you know, how the Yankees are going to, uh, how Girardi is going to set the lineup up because Gardner being at the top was so important, and he was playing, having the best season of his career. And, um, you know, that that is a big hit. The Jeter going down, like, he was barely batting over 100. Um, I think he was just playing with all heart. Uh, Don't believe that that was a, a big loss there. Again, my guess is crazy to say, but true. Again, my guess is Nick Swartz from Hub Sports and Music. Um, you, you got to Tampa Bay. What, what, I don't know what the heck they've been doing. They, they've been just squandering lately. You know, they've been you know flopping around, not doing anything, losing ground. They could have locked it up a long time ago, but they've been losing. And then Baltimore. Did you see Jim Johnson's theatrics last night? I mean, this yeah. was like this was like a circus show out there. It's like you can't make a throw from the mound to second base. You can't make a throw from yeah. the mound to home. It was ridiculous, man. I mean, it was like that was like little league stuff. Well, that's the thing. The difference between the Orioles this year and last year is that you know last year I think they were like thirty five or thirty six and one in one run games, and I think after the eighth inning they had only lost like one one game last season. Well, this year Jim Johnson's had like mental breakdowns like in different portions of the season, and that I believe will be the potential downfall. Tampa Bay was running away with a wild card, and that's what I'm saying. Them yeah. and, and the Texas Rangers, I think they're they're trying to you know let other teams in because now it's not just the second playoff spot uh, wild card that's open. You know the first one's looking pretty good too. I mean, I think the Yankees have a shot. There, the Yankees, Tampa Bay, um, Baltimore, and then you know Texas is now falling out in the AL West. So yeah, that's you know, interesting. And even Kansas City and Cleveland are back in this. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but we talked about this a long time ago. We had some predictions yeah. back in the day. Uh, someone said something about the Pirates. I don't know if you remember that or not. I don't know if you remember. I do. But uh, also someone said something about the Yankees and the Red Sox, which I need to commend you on as well, because the Red Sox have handled their business, and I really didn't believe in them. I still don't believe in them. I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs. I think you know they've done good all year. I just don't. But it might be the Beards. You think that's a factor? I think that you. I think I remember someone talking about the Red Sox pitching pitching staff. Um, prior to them adding Peavy, who I don't even think that good. I think he's overrated. But I remember someone talking about this amazing Red Sox pitching staff, and they looked pretty good. I did. Um, I did remember that. Playoff injury. Yeah. Pitches eight that ball. Peavy got touched up pretty good last night. He had he had a couple good games. I agree with you. I'm on board with the Peavy. Uh, criticism on this one. I, I think he's a. I think he's good for what they needed him to do, and, and sort of solidify that fourth or fifth spot in the rotation. You know, and I think that's going to help him in the playoff stretch. But I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think he's a weakness. I think you'll see he'll get shelled in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it, the the whole American League. I mean, you you, you sit and look at it, and the Tigers obviously stand out as the best team. You know, but you know, you look at record wise, they also have. Big problems in their bullpen. Their when bullpen's horrendous. Game, you'll notice that, like the games are decided by the pitching staff. The bullpen, you know, and Detroit's bullpen is horrendous. And and I got news for I got news for Detroit fans. Verlander's not on his A game. Scherzer is not no. on his A game. You know, and the rest of the staff has never been on their A game. I mean, they've all been good and serviceable, but you know, you've got your two aces. You know, that's not the same one-two punch as the Dodgers are getting ready to bring to the table. You know, you've got Granky, nope. you've got Granky and Kershaw. The Dodgers, I tell you what, they're going to be tough to beat. They're going to be tough to beat, but they got yeah. the same issue as Detroit. Their bullpen suspect. Jansen blew it last night. Well, Jansen's, I think, 23 or 26. It's odd that we're talking about the Dodgers because an article just went up on the Hub. Um, a writer, Craig Ballard, wrote 
and he was all talking about how the Dodgers offense is getting all the credit, and the pitching staff's coming through, and like Kershaw is probably the Cy Young Award winner. In the he's the best league. pitcher in baseball. And yeah, he's amazing. And you know, Granky, you know, um, I know he likes to go out there and think he's a professional wrestler and all, but uh, <laughs> you know, he, uh, yeah, he yeah, throw, throw down. It's well, like... now that he's decided his real sport is baseball, you know, I think that he, he's going to do okay. <laughs> That's funny. And um, That's funny. you know, but uh, I think the Dodgers are all around the best team in baseball. Um, but with uh, you know, in the American League, everyone has their weaknesses, you know, so that's why I think the Yankees might sneak, not weasel, sneak their way into the playoffs. I got you. you know, I don't think they're going to catch the Red Sox, but not. Uh, I do see them making uh, the wild card, just like I remember I said the Red, the Red Sox would win the East, and I believe I said the Yankees would get one of the wild card spots. Okay, I'm talking with uh, I'm talking with Nick Swartz from Hub Sports and Music here. We're going to get right down to it, buddy. We're putting, we're putting you on the spot again. This is a flash forward from when we... we Way back when I first had you on, one of the first times that you you came on and chatted with me, we predicted who would be there at the All-Star break, who would be there at the end of the season. Okay, we're almost there. We've got like, what is it, about two weeks left in the regular season? Is that about where we're at? Yep. Okay, yep. two weeks left in the regular season. Who wins the National League? Who wins the American League? And who puts the rings on this year? Nick Swartz. Uh, the Dodgers win the National League. And I think the, um, going into the playoffs, I think the Tigers will pull it together and um, win the American League. Okay, I'm going long and ball. And to win it all, I'm going to say that um, this pains me, but I believe the Dodgers, man, I don't want them to, to, to win it, but I, I think they're the best all-around team in baseball. You got something, I mean, against, you got something against Don Mattingly and the, and the Magic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Yasiel Puig, Puig, since he's come up, it's like they, they got like shockwave and won like 30, you know, in a row and, you know, became a whole different team. Um, and Mattingly, who I just, I love. Um, but, you know, there's so much talk about them. It's, it's almost nauseating. So I'm, I think I know how other people feel for years, you know, watching the Yankees because that's how I'm trying to feel about the Dodgers right now. Well, people aren't being real sympathetic with me and my, my alliance with the Philadelphia Phillies this year. Nobody seems to care about that. They're squandered. They're horrible. <laughs> They're horrible. Well, well, I'm going to tell you, we're, we're going to take a break right after this, and we'll come back. We'll talk about NFL and a couple other things. Um, I'm going long ball. I'm going to. I'm just going right out there and going long ball. I'm, I'm going with my heart a little bit, and I'm going a little long ball. I've got the Pittsburgh Pirates winning the National League, getting by a tough, tough, strange, crazy series with the Dodgers. I got the Pittsburgh Pirates winning the National League, and then in the American League, the Billy Bean explosion. The Oakland Athletics. The Oakland Athletics, man, they're charging. They're fired up. They got long hair and beards. They got it all covered. Oakland, yeah, laugh it up. So there's going to be like a Moneyball 2 next year. I'm, t- that I'm telling you that there's going to be a Moneyball 2. I'm telling you there's going to be a money, Moneyball 2, but Brad Pitt's not going to do it because he, he, they can't pay him enough money. They're gonna. They're, they might. They might. They, call, they might call me to do that role. I, I think I'd be good. At That's that. what I was thinking. You might be not, not bad for the spot. <laughs> I think I'd be perfect for the spot. So, uh, but I've got Oakland and Pittsburgh, the underdogs. In the World Series, you believe this? Be fresh. You believe what I'm saying over here? Pittsburgh and Oakland. That's what I'm saying. I think you're dreaming. Okay, well maybe I'm. Maybe I'm... I think they're drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, one of the, it's, both maybe. It's a little early in the afternoon. I'm, I'm actually drinking water right now, but I might be a little bit uh, confused. But anyway, <laughs> the more important of the, the the two of those is Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh wins it all this year. I think Pittsburgh. They've got. Uh, Francisco, how? here I'm going to tell you how right now. Hey Nate, what, got, Nate, what state are you from again? Pennsylvania. Okay, go on. I told you, I told you, my heart is heavy on this. My heart is heavy on this. And then we've got to get to a break. I, I'm telling you right now, Andrew McCutcheon could have played baseball anywhere 
that he wanted to play. And he chose to play in Pittsburgh. And he has stuck with Pittsburgh. He's denied trades. He's denied anything else but Pittsburgh. He has put his blood, sweat, and tears in the what, four, four seasons or five seasons, Nick? He's in the, been in the bigs. Five. That's about five seasons. Five years. Right. And he, he had went through all of that mudslinging and all that hanging your head and losing seasons. They finally got a winning season this year. Let me tell you what this pitching staff is. You've got Francisco Lariano. You've got A.J. Burnett. And these are old veterans. These are old veterans that have found their stuff in this Pittsburgh lineup. You talked about it one of the times we were on the air. Russell Martin is back behind the plate yeah. controlling the, that pitching staff. And they've got good that, – that from top to bottom, that's a good hitting lineup. That's a good hitting lineup. You cannot – you can't dog that. You've got Neil Walker, Pedro Alvarez. You've got Sterling Marte or, that's been having one of the best seasons ever. You know, he's been having an mm-hmm. incredible year. He leaves the league in doubles or triples, one of the two. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a stats guy. He's good. And he's, he's, really yeah, good. he's great in the field. They've got a solid team from top to bottom. And most important, more important than all that gibberish is that they're playing with heart right now. They're playing with heart. They got, they got chips on their shoulders and they got something to prove. And that's why I think Pittsburgh Pirates win it all this year. What do you think about that? <laughs> I I I've said, said it before. I think that you're insane. I think you're you know you. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you. I think that there's no chance. In the, I mean, there's there's always a chance, but there's the slimmest of all chances that the Pittsburgh Pirates get out of the National League. No way. Nobody will argue with you that I'm. Insane. I will run naked too. Whoa, you know, whoa, whoa! Your show. Oh, what, repeat that real quick before we take a break. I will run naked <laughs> to this show and do it with you if the Pittsburgh Pirates make it to the World Series and win it. Oh, make it. Okay, and win it. So that's an important part of that disclosure. You heard it right here on 1450. This oh, look, I don't even, if they make it, I'll run naked. I'll run naked <laughs> to the show if they make it to the oh, World wow, Series. Oh, wow. Wow, that's bold, Mr. Sports. Anyway, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to break down these NFL football games on Sunday, and I want to hear what's going on with Hub Sports when we get back right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com.
Oh, welcome back into the program here on this Friday afternoon. I'm getting ready to head out to Churchill Downs and do a little partying the way I like to do it. A little horse race gambling coming up in a minute. Uh, this portion of the program, that's good. Let that play out for just a little bit there, buddy. This portion of the program is brought to you by our newest sponsor here on the show, uh, Little Hands Academy, littlehandsacademy.com. You can find them at 502-425-2627. It's basically a daycare center, but not just a daycare center because they've got the Mother Goose curriculum, which means the kids are going to learn while they're in there. They're not just going to sit around all day and grill cheese. And, yeah, you know, just doing finger paints. They're going to learn yeah, finger two paints, plus two. Right, yeah, two plus two and four nine nine and all that good stuff. So contact them at littlehandsacademy.com. On the Oxford Ford Lincoln Buzz line, I've been chatting here with uh, an old friend of mine, Mr. Nick Swartz from Hub Sports and Music. Nick, how's it going, everybody? Really good. Looking excited, you know. Looking forward to this NFL talk. All right. Well, before we get into that, tell me what you've been doing lately. I mean, you guys are just going nuts, aren't you? You guys are getting crazy yeah. up there at Hub Sports. Tell me a little bit about it. So, what's going on right now is that you know the Hub Sports uh, and music, Sports Plus Music, um, HubSM.com. You know, we've got pretty much taken over. Uh, we're a subdivision of the Near Group, which consists of you know Lee Marshall, who's from Five th- Five Three Street Films. Um, you know, he has a uh, four-episode horror uh, series coming out on Fearnet. Um, you know, working with Adrian Glover from PlayersView.net, who I'm writing for. He's writing some music for us. Um, but it all really goes under the umbrella of the Near Group, who are, you know, putting out talent, uh, musicians, R&B, pop, hip-hop, and all that. You know, so it's like you got these media moguls, you know, and Powerhouse is coming over and taking in the hub and putting us under the umbrella. You know, and we have like Lee Marshall and Aaron Simon, who originally, you know, started this all, the, the, the hub, and she's doing her thing, you know, and she's got people investing us and backing us. Um, we're getting ready to move to a new site. Um, big things happening. I you know, love big it. things happening for Lee with his series. You know, big things happen with the Near Group. They find some great talent. And then, you know, we have Adrian Glover from Players View, who's helping us with some music stuff. I'm writing some articles for him. You know, uh, good things going on. Like, we have a, a, a four-episode uh, series coming out on FearNet, you know? So, like, the, the hub went from when we first talked from, like, a baby, you know, we're <laughs> starting to grow up a little bit, and we're ready to take on the world. All this from Little Bitty Mountain, Pennsylvania, way back in the, the heart of the mountain, mountain country. I love it. No, That's yeah, awesome. No doubt, well, listen, buddy, we're running out of time here, so we're gonna get we're gonna jump right into this here. We're gonna do a three way. You, you all right with three ways? Oh, you know me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, I've got, uh, on a completely different note, uh, uh, get well <laughs> soon. Get well soon to the little lad. The little lad, I saw he had a little yeah. chin, little chin music there. The other uh, from from yeah, you've seen that. Yeah, he's a little banged up. You got to play. You got to play hard. You got to play hard to get good, buddy. You got to play hard to get good, yeah. but. Uh, uh, yeah, that's perfect. So, uh, anyway, so we're going to talk about this this NFL. Of course, we had one game starts Thursday game last night, and New England actually didn't really didn't really beat them like I thought they were going to beat. I thought they were going to take care of business against the Jets, but they just snuck that one past. So, uh, we're going to break we're going to break down these games. And what we're going to do this is what we're going to do for you all, and you can call in any time at the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line. It's three eight four fourteen fifty, and chime in on this. We're going to start to top to bottom here. I don't know what kind of schedule you have, so I will preface the game first. I'll get your take. I want the winner of the game and the score, and then I'll uh, get BJ, uh, I'll, give, I'll get uh, B Smooth as well, and then I'll give mine. And we'll start with the St. Louis and Atlanta game. St. Louis travels to Atlanta. It's the first one o'clock game. You start, Nick. Uh, so, I, I mean, we, I would start with me. Yeah, we'll start with you. All right, so I think Atlanta uh, runs away with this game uh, after that tough defeat against the Saints. You know, um, 
but they are a little banged up in the wide receiver court, so I, I think that their defense is going to have to step up. So hopefully, you know, Santa Fe is feeling a little bit better. I think yeah. it'll be close, um, but Atlanta just doesn't lose at home, um, and you know they they're, they're going to bounce back. Um, there you go. I say, say they win the game about twenty four ten. I can't see St. Louis doing much. I think they'll shut Bradford down. Okay, be fresh. You're on Atlanta, St. Louis at home. I feel like. St. Louis is at home. No, it's Atlanta at home. Oh, Atlanta's at home. I got you. Got to go with Atlanta. St. Louis is still a young team. They do have a good defense. Jeff Fisher got that line going right, but plus they played New Orleans last week, and the, the New Orleans will make any defense look kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I think Atlanta, Atlanta pulls this victory out. Okay, I go Atlanta as well. I'll join the join the party, but I think it's going to be. I think this is kind of a blowout material. I think this is the first Natty Ice showcase. Uh, I think this is going to be like thirty-five ten. Um. Then we go on to an interesting game, uh, also a 1 o'clock game. San Diego travels to Philadelphia. Nick, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, well, um, I watched both. You know, I was, uh, I'm was i a pretty big Eagles fan. You and uh, I did watch San Diego as well on Monday Night Football. Um, and I saw a lot of good things from San Diego. I watched it for a reason. And, um, you know, that, that Philip Rivers, he's back to prove things that he's an elite quarterback. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, it's one of those, uh, you're never as good as you think you are, you're never as bad as you think you are. I saw a lot of negative things in the second half from the Eagles. I yeah. worry that they're not going to be able to keep up with this pace, you know, um, you know, like so many people have said. And I think that San Diego could possibly um, beat them because I, I, when you look at it defensively. Okay, stop beating around the bush. Stop beating around the bush. Who's the winner of this game? Who's the winner of this game, Nick? Eagles end up winning. Oh, okay. <laughs> so well, don't feel too sore. I'm pulling for an upset here. I think the Eagles. I think uh, what's the new coach? What's the new coach's game name again? Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Uh, I, why why is slipping me? I think he's a little he's cocky. Heavy. I think he's a little cocky. Where are you from again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I didn't know his name. I. <laughs> I think he's a little cocky. Is what I'm saying. He they 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 throw this. They they were doing this fast running defense or offense around, and then he's like, oh, I don't think we were moving fast at all. It's like, dude, come on. But anyway, I know he's. Yeah. I know you're an Eagles fan, but I think they're going to get upset in week two. I, I've got Atlanta. I've, I've got uh, San Diego going in and, and taking care of business. San Diego b- squandered that lead, and 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 that was a, that was a tough game to watch for them. So, be yeah. smooth. I I got to go with Philadelphia, man. It's their yeah. home opener, and you know how I feel about teams from the West traveling across country to play in the East. Oh, good point. Good point. Duly noted. Yeah. So on we go. On we go to Dallas at Kansas City. Nick Swartz. Um, I think Dallas is going to be one of the surprise teams in, in, in the NFL this year. Um, I've seen a lot of good things out of tournament. My nose is a little banged up. Um, I don't think Kansas City is even half as good as they showed last week. Uh, I think that they're an uh, average team at best, and I think Dallas is probably the um, elite of the NFC East. Um, I think Dallas runs away with it. Again, this is Nick Swartz from Hub Sports and Music. Dallas runs away with it. I agree with you on that 100%. I think Jamal Charles is, is not going to – he's not going to get a whole lot – he got banged up a little last week, so we'll see how that works out. Be I like, smooth. I, I like Kansas City. I think Andy Reid's doing things down there. He's going to get like it all Alex time. Smith? Alex Smith, man, yeah. Now, I he, like, can rock the, he can rock a shadow. He can rock that 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah, pretty smooth, yeah, right? yeah. Right, so. I, I don't know what that has to do with him playing football, but, you uh, nothing. know. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, but what's the difference? I like him. He, he's an accurate quarterback. they got oh. a good defense, Eric Berry and the whole nine. I like I like, uh, I like. like Kansas City. Okay, Kansas City. We got Okay, both all three of us collectively have got to move this up. We're just going to pick the winner from here on out because we're running out of time over here, as we always do, Nick. We always run out of time when you're on, yeah. buddy. It's too much, too much fun, too Great much information. Show. All right, so here we go. We're going to run this down as quick as we can. Miami at Indianapolis. Nick, who's the winner of this one? Indianapolis, easy. Be smooth. Indianapolis. I like it, too. 
Indianapolis as well. Tennessee travels to Houston. Nick Swartz. I think Houston comes back and, and, and puts a throttle on Tennessee. I like Houston to kill Tennessee. Be fresh, you with us? Yeah, no, okay. I, I, actually, I like Chris Johnson. I feel like he gets loose. I saw that San Diego couldn't stop the run a little he bit. He might get loose for 200 and a touchdown, but it's still not going to be enough to beat Houston at home. Uh, Green Bay at home against Washington. This is another game where a home opener is going to be huge. I think Aaron Rodgers kills I Washington. Yeah, I think I think that Washington. I, I think the RG threes came back, came back too early under the pressure of everything. I think that Washington gets smashed. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come in and light that weak secondary up, and they're not going to be able to keep up with them. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. This is an interesting game. Carolina travels to Buffalo. Be fresh. What do you think about this? See, uh, Carolina going up to Buffalo. I'm not not sure. I, I like Carolina's offense. I like Buffalo and CJ Spiller have a bounce back game. Okay, they almost beat New England week one. They should have beat them. They should have beat them. They should have beat them. That secondary fell apart. What do you think, Nick Swartz? I think the Jets almost beat New England. That was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. So I'm taking Carolina and, uh, you know, uh, the great Cam Newton. And uh, I don't think that is even going to be close either. I think Carolina is going to crush them. All right, I like Carolina as well in this one. This is another interesting game, Minnesota, division game. Minnesota travels to Chicago, 1 o'clock game. Uh, Nick Swartz, what's going on here? Uh, I mean, I Chicago, easy. Chicago, I got Chicago. Be fresh. You gonna mix it up? Nah, I'm gonna stick with Chicago. Adrian Peterson can't can't keep it keep it down. Huh? No, he's gonna, he's gonna rip it off, but he's not enough. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're gonna put they they're gonna put eleven guys in the box. So. Okay, now we got to really really get quick because we're just about out of time. So New Orleans, Tampa, Nick first. New Orleans. Boom. New Orleans puts too much points Drew up. Breeze, not sad. There we go. <laughs> Okay, Detroit, Arizona. I agree with both of you on that one. De- Detroit at Arizona. That could be an interesting game right there. Who wins this one? Yeah, uh, Detroit. Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback, great wide receiver. Uh, Calvin Johnson, easy win. Tough it's, secondary, though, in Arizona. Let's and, see what's up. And Dominic Sue hurts Carson Palmer. <laughs> so they, he so can't Detroit do it. wins. He, he, every game he's trying to hurt somebody. Well, he hurts somebody every game, he tries regardless. To. He tries to. He's a shady. He's shady. I think he rides dirty. Yeah, anyway. His team is much better than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Jacksonville at Oakland, the game of flops. Let's see who wins Ooh. this one. Oakland. Jacksonville, Oakland. Oh, my goodness. A Oakland game at home. No one wants to watch. Um, <laughs> I would say Oakland. Oakland Fryer. I call it a 0 0 tie. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah. No scoring tie. Well played. Be fresh. <laughs> Denver is at the Giants. The batting, the Battle of the Mannings. We've heard all about it. Who's who's the winner? Peyton's too much for him. Eli hasn't, beat, Eli hasn't beaten, Penny, beaten his brother one time, and I don't think it's going to happen this week. Denver <laughs> is a beast. That's a beast mode team right there. You think Peyton? Yeah, you think Peyton? Yeah, he, he sandbags too until it's time to play. So another divisional game with two more: San Francisco, Seattle, the Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. I got San Francisco is at another level. San Francisco wins that game. All right, San Francisco. I got them too. I also have Cincinnati at home. Yeah, I got I got San Francisco uh, and Cincinnati as well. Nick, we got it. We yeah, we got to bounce. We're getting, we're getting the hanger on the side of the stage. That's getting ready to pull us off. Thanks for calling in, my friend. We'll talk. Yeah, no doubt. Always great. HubSM.com. Look out for us. We're taking over the world. I love it. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you on Monday.
It's time for the Afternoon Drive. Welcome in Afternoon Drive, Friday edition. Trevor Kelsey here with you, my man Perrin Johnson in studio with me as well. Big shout out to my man Big Nasty in that first hour. Setting it down. A lot to get into today. We're going to catch up with a couple of former Cardinal football players, get their thoughts, and obviously we'll talk about the rivalry game when it starts out at noon tomorrow. Being Louisville and Kentucky at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, we're going to have Douglas Beaumont, former Louisville Cardinal, male high school standout as well as I think we're going to catch up with Mario Uridia, former wide receiver as well, and Fern Creek standout. As well as Adrian Grady. A former defensive tackle for the Louisville Cardinals. So we're going to get a lot of Louisville perspective on the, their thoughts on how the rivalry went about going throughout the day. Also, of course, we've got uh, tonight at 6.30, we'll have the Jason Frakes and Matt Dennison. I'm sorry, 5.30, Jason Frakes and Matt Dennison will be coming at you with the Kentucky High School Scoreboard kickoff show as they do every Friday. They'll be breaking down all the high school action going on today on both sides of the river. And then, of course, at 6.30, we'll be bringing you the Wendy's pregame show, leading you into our main source bank game of the week, which is New Albany and Bedford North Lawrence. Bedford North Lawrence tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, also, of course, tomorrow we've got a lot of high school action going on. Well, a college action going on. Be beyond the Louisville and Kentucky game at noon. We'll be bringing you the Western Kentucky game as they play South Alabama. They'll be at 6.30 kickoff, 6.30 pregame, 7.30 kickoff tomorrow, and you'll catch all that action here on 1450, the sports bus. Uh, before we get into, of course, the last night of stuff that's going on this weekend, last night some decent football games. Uh, I wouldn't really call what happened between New England as well as the Jets. That was a, a, that was a JV football game. Yeah, I wouldn't call that a classic football game, but – a football game, nonetheless. Uh, Parent, I know you're you're a big NFL guy. You didn't have any fantasy stats on the line yesterday, no, but uh, as always, because you know I don't do that type of stuff. Uh, but the main thing is that uh, one thing I did realize and I did watch about that game is uh, it was fun to see. Um, I keep th- for Geno Smith. I always want to say like I always want to say something different, like Mark Sanchez or somebody else. But uh, I just think it's. Um, Really fun to see him compete because he hit a lot of guys in the numbers and they dropped a lot of passes last they night. They did, and you know, you know, watching the game, I, I talk trash a lot about like the commentators. I like Matt Maylock doing the play-by-play. He, I, he's dry, but he's good. But he's so informative that he does a good job when he uh, when he comes on. He's he's breaking it down. Now, the guy who's doing the game with him last night as well, Brad I Nessler the, was with him. Nessler. I love Nessler on there with the NFL games when he's not having to be creepingly spotting out cheerleaders. But but Maylock, I don't know. I know he gets a lot of cr- a lot of crap, and like you said, he's vanilla. But I always have enjoyed having him on there as well. Uh, swing over quick the Oxford Fornigan buzz line. We'll start off with our recapping of obviously talking to some classic players. We're gonna catch up. Who do we got? We got my man Mario Urudia and Adrian Grady. What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Man, how you doing, man? Good, good, good to be on. Hey guys, uh, obviously a lot going on this weekend. Obviously the rivalry game starting tomorrow. Both of y'all have been involved in both of those encounters. Uh, Mario, let's start with you real quick. When you look back at this game, what are just some of the moments that just really kind of stick out the most with you? Um, just the game day preparation, I would say, man. Um, just uh, the way that Bobby Petrino motivated us uh, before each game and uh, 
just the the, the, the whole process, man, you know, it, there's nothing like it. And it's hard to explain unless you, you've been a part of it, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I totally hear you. I'm talking to Mario Rudy and Adrian Grady. Adrian, you there, man? Long time. I haven't seen you in a while, man. What's man, going on? Man, how's it going, man? I am doing great, man. Loving the weather today, man. Looking forward to the cars marching over here and handling business. I'm actually in Lexington right now, actually. I mean, that's Mario. I was thinking about getting down there myself. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to stay out of there because you know I don't want to do. I don't want any problems down there. But I'm sure man, if I had I, you, guys, I don't even like looking at this blue over here. To be honest with you, man. <laughs> you know, if I, I'll tell you what. If, if I had you guys there, I know I'd be okay, man. Uh, I tell you what, Adrian. Uh, you know, you played a lot of football as well as Mario did. I know you guys are very excited. Um, being a former athlete myself, as well as you guys, I know you guys. Um, we have a different perspective about the game. You know, fans get excited, but I feel like with us, it's like a calming before the storm's about to hit. Yeah, man, it, it, you just, man, I, I was just thank God for the blessings that I get to reminisce about. And, you know, some of these experiences playing UK, man, my first snaps in college football were against UK, actually. And I'm honored to say I, I kicked some ass and got a tackle for loss. You know what I mean? I, I am ecstatic about this game coming up, man. I can't wait. I haven't really seen us look the way they look now, man. I'm, I'm hoping we can run the ball a little bit better this game. You know, I, it didn't look as hot as it could, but, you know, Teddy was in Heisman form. Coach Strong has all those kids so composed. and You know, man, it's a beautiful thing to say I was a part of that, you know. It, I mean, it, 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 brings, it gives you chills, man. It, it's different. You know, to say that I got to be a part of one of the biggest rivals in college sports. Talking on the actual fleet buzz line, Adrian Grady and Mario Yuri, former U of L Cardinals, here with us. Obviously, the game tomorrow noon at Commonwealth Stadium with Louisville and Kentucky kicking off. Louisville, fifteen point favorite. Uh, Adrian, I'll start with you. I start with Mario. Last time, the game obviously when you all had played in it has either been the first or third. Now with the news of it moving to last. Thoughts on that? Have you always preferred it being a first or last game as a player? What, does it matter, or does is, is there a particular do – you, do you prefer the first game opposed to the last? Man, it varies because, you know, you, you, as a team, you're, you're like a, a big choreographed dance team, man. I can't really explain to you. You want to be on a rhythm and getting experience and getting experience with special teams and – all those other things play a factor in just the natural flow of the game. But because there's such a strong hatred for them, I, I, I love them being first. I like that, you know, taking on that challenge. But it brings on just the, the natural things that come along with the flow of the game, from the TV timeouts to getting in at halftime and all those little bugs. Sometimes you haven't tweaked and worked everything out. So, I mean, that that plays a factor, but, I mean, it doesn't, you know, I'm a defensive guy. I kind of <laughs> have to take what they give me, you know. I can't be picky. I, I don't really adjust. I kind of go forward and react to whatever is in front of me, you know. So, it, it wouldn't matter to me, but I know why it may be better to be a, a few weeks into the season. It's a little bit better for the either team, you know, just, just to be in the natural flow of the games and stuff, man. But. I, I would say, I mean, it, it doesn't matter to me. I'm sure Mario probably, you, you picky. What do you, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, Mario, how do you feel about the game being first or second? Or, or last. Or last, first, first, third, or last. Um, I mean, I'm 
mean, I, it really wouldn't matter either way. Um, I would say, you know, going first, um, like Adrian said, I mean, it's a lot of, uh, you know, excitement built up, um, a lot of uh, anticipation, if you would say, you know, for the first being the first game and then it being a rivalry, you know, it's self-motivation in itself. But um, for as, as far as uh, towards the end of the game, Grady's a defensive mind, I would say. I'm an offensive mind, so – my job is to read defenses, and right now it seems like that was a defensive move that UK made. Being now they'll have more film to watch before they have to pay to play us. So I guess that that helps them in preparation before they play us. So you know that gives them a better chance. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean either way, man, I, I don't think it matters. Um, it's a, it's a big time rivalry, and it shouldn't be that hard. Um, to you know, get motivated yeah, for a game like if, that. If you need motivation, man, you, you don't need to be playing football. You know? <laughs> yes, very much so. I, now, um, talking of which, um, you guys have played in a lot of big games. You guys are both playing in the NFL. Um, I want to get your thoughts on, first of all, this game. I mean, we talked about how the rivalry is so intense. Um, you know, and um, being on the other side of things, you guys, you guys get to watch the game from the stands now because we obviously are all out of eligibility. I hate that, but uh, <laughs> but with Speak all for that, yourself, I got four years left, parents. <laughs> but with all that, with all that being said, um, who who is the, you know everybody talks about Teddy, you know everybody talk you know the you know there's so many guys uh, you could talk about like you know Adrian, I know you you watch the defensive side of the ball so much and you watch technique and moves that our guys are doing. Mario, you watch how guys run routes, I'm sure as well. Who is the one guy that a lot of people aren't talking about that's really impressed you on this football team this year? Um, if I had to, if I had to say, man, um, I haven't really heard a lot about Devontae Parker, but I mean, I'm, I, I have heard, you know, a little bit at the same time. But uh, I think he's just going to be a. I think he is a huge asset to, to Teddy, man, and helping him in this Heisman race. And uh, I think Devontae, he'll just be a, a, a hell of a player, man. You know, in the future. Um, if we if he's here, you know, long enough. But uh, that that would be my player. I, I don't know if that answers the question. That's my guy. I like Parker. What, what? <laughs> Talking to Adrian Grady, Mario, you already hear Oxford before they get buzz line. Adrian, now Mario grew up in this area, Fern Creek native, and and knows the rivalry growing up with it. Now you being from Georgia. Uh, Douglas, Georgia, to be exact. How much? How long did it take before you, when you got to Louisville, that you realized that these two schools don't like each other? The hatred between each two, two, especially coming uh, from, especially coming from the South, where football is, is such a heated rivalry. Yeah, it, man, I didn't really realize it. I swear to you, until we played in Lexington, came <laughs> over here, and, and I'm not joking. Dealing with their fans, we came over, we beat them, but man, they were just honorary and rude and I wasn't accustomed to you know these people treat you like they literally hated you and I had to get in you know get in the mix and get accustomed to what it was but I can remember being in the stands man and even though we beat them they still hassled us on our way out they still rooting and cheering you know I, I mean that's when I started building my own you know hatred for them I guess right <laughs> And it only grew, man. And I started meeting families where they would be split up. And I'm like, how in the world, you know, how does mom root for UK and dad is a U of L fan? You know, and I start 
<laughs> once I started a family on my own, is when I really realized how far it goes. Heather had, my, my fiance has uncles that don't speak to each other on game day. They won't <laughs> watch the same room. And, yeah, man. I mean, I love it, though. You know, it, it's all fun. I mean, you can't, <clears throat> they give us a reason, man, to, I don't know. They they give me something to dislike. If there's any team <laughs> that I consistently hope doesn't do well, it's the University of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you talking to former Cardinals, Mario Yerudi and Adrian Grady. Now, I want to get your guys' opinion. Um, you know, Coach Bettino used to tell me all the time and um, that college is the best experience you have as far as playing sports still because once you move to yeah. the professional level – it's no longer yeah, fun, and it, the business side of things can really drain you, not only physically, but your body, but mentally as well. Yeah, what? I mean, man, the best way to sum it up is, you know, in college, you're not competing against your teammates for finances and a position on the team. In the NFL, it's every dog for himself. You know, and you have a totally different sense of pride in college versus the NFL because – in the NFL, I mean, it's, it's a job, and your whole approach naturally changes. But in college, man, I mean, you love the people you're with. It's like an opportunity to have an extended family, man. Like, it was a great experience, and there's nothing like it. I mean, the NFL is a different accomplishment. It's another goal you can set and, and you know, and set the bar high and do whatever you need to do to get there. But college is a much better experience because, you know, I don't know, man. It's really hard to explain to you when you have to compete against friends, you know, for prospect, which is just, at the end of the day, you're just all competing for money, man. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not the same, man. It, it's really not. Yes, it wasn't for me. Yeah, absolutely. Mario, I want to ask you the same question. Uh, when I played overseas, basically going from country to country, I was pretty much a mercenary for hire. So I want to get your take on that opinion because that's what that's what that's what your mentality was. You got to put food on the table. Somebody got to die today. So, right, right, and, and that's right. Uh, could you repeat the question though? I didn't hear. The oh no, question. my question was uh, what what was the biggest difference between you as far as uh the professional level versus the the college level? What what things did you appreciate? Like when I was in college, people always asked me what I appreciated the most was I told people just hanging out in the locker room. That's the one thing I miss more than anything. What's the one thing you miss most about college football and being a part of this rivalry and just being being in Louisville, you being a Louisville kid playing for the university? Oh, man, um, I could I could say the same thing as, uh, as you, man. Just being a part of the environment, you know, the the game day atmosphere, you know, the, the 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 whole week process of you know preparing for that game, you know, the locker room, the uh, you know your teammates, just the camaraderie of your teammates, um, just like I said, the whole atmosphere of the 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 whole game day atmosphere of uh, you know the college level. I mean, you get the same thing on a professional level once you get there. But um, like Adrian said, man, it's it's a business at that point, you know. So there's a there's a lot different focuses you know i guess you could say um there's there's a lot of different motivations you know um so it's it's just like a job man so um you know it's it's, it's still fun but at the same time it's a business at the end of the day so um man it was it was just all about fun you know in college so that's that's the thing i'm mostly about that Absolutely, and uh, and if I can get a prediction from you, Mario, and I get a prediction from you, Adrian, what you guys think the final score would be as we uh, 
uh, get you guys up out of here real quick. What's the final score you got? I hope a shutout. <laughs> Forty to nothing, go Cards. <laughs> what about you, Mario? What you? What's, what's your prediction? What a shock! The defensive guy calls for a shutout. Yeah, <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> well, I, I I guess I'll give them seven. You know, they might <laughs> <laughs> so generous. Hey, wasn't that? No, wasn't that your college number though? Yeah. <laughs> Is that why? Is that why? Okay. Yeah, you know, I got to give him seven for the Mario luck. You know, I'll give him something. Okay, well, I, well you know, I, I think they'll take that. I think they'll take that. Man, I appreciate you guys both coming on, man. It's been a pleasure to hear from you guys. Hopefully i run into you guys this weekend at some point, man. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Yeah, Adrian Grady, Mario River, both former Cardinals. Obviously, Adrian Grady, defensive tackle. Also uh, played in the NFL a couple times up with the uh, Patriots. And a few other teams as yes. well as Mario. We Radio had the with, offense and the defensive yeah, side on the offense air. and defense on both sides. Of sides a little more offense as well. We're going to take a break, come back, catch up with a couple more former players as well. We're going to shoot, talk to Douglas Beaumont, former male standout and Louisville wide receiver as well. We come back on the afternoon drive, fourteen fifty, the Sports Buzz.
I remember when this came out, man. Trevor, who sings this song? Uh, this is um, that one rapper guy. Okay. That, <laughs> gee, good guess. Good guess. It's good that guess. one hip hop artist. Uh, can, you, can you tell me what part of the country he's from, at least? I don't. I'm assuming his name has Little in it, maybe. Or no, uh, no, no, no. That, that was a good try. I appreciate the effort, though. Little Kev. I don't know. Uh, yes, you can download this song, Trevor. You can download it like you can download our app. The song by the guy is called The Game with Fifty Cent. This is how we do as a song. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you can no. download this song, Trevor, just like you could download our app and listen to us on the the, the sports buzz. Basically, a crystal clear digital sound. Search 1450 Sports Buzz in iTunes App Store or Android Market powered by Insuramax. And you can call Chad or Alan Hennessy at 502-479-4085 for all your needs at home from home, auto, and life needs. I like saying that. You need to you call my love. people at Insuramax. You know, Chad and Alan, 502-479-4085. They will get you together. Chad and Alan Hennessy. And with that app, you can listen to our next interview. We got set up on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Lines. We talked to former male standout and Louisville Cardinal wide receiver Douglas Beaumont. Douglas, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Doing, doing all right. Doing excellent. Getting ready. Less than uh, 24 hours for this game at noon tomorrow. Obviously, U of L and UK is something you've been very familiar with in your four years as a Cardinal. Uh, how pumped are you for get this game going now that you uh, still no longer uh, strap on the helmet for Louisville, but you still get the chills and the goosebumps waiting to see this rivalry game kick off? Oh, definitely. I always get the chills. I, it starts at the beginning of the week on Sunday, just knowing that it's going to be on Saturday. And I know the night before, I probably won't even sleep tonight just thinking about the game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Douglas Beaumont, your Oxford Report Lincoln Buzz Line. In four years you, in this game you were involved in, what, what were some of the moments, like just significant standout individual plays or moments that really stick out to you and in, in, in your mind that you know you'll probably never forget even 40 years down the road? Probably my first touchdown. That's one, uh, just knowing that um, I went into that game, I had so many catches, and just being able to finally get that off my shoulders. And then just being able to get back to a bowl game my senior year. Yeah. And winning a bowl game, and then going on, going forward, and seeing the success that uh, Coach Strong is having now. Yes, uh, talking to former Cardinal great Douglas Beaumont. Doug, uh, you know, there's so many things um, that are part of this game. You know, we're a big heavy favorite, but you can never, you can never uh, doubt a sleeping dog, in my opinion. Uh, what are the things you think Louisville needs to focus on in this game, and what do you see? Uh, who do you see having a big game for us? Obviously, out there. I think it's easy to focus on themselves, uh, fix their mistakes, make sure that they go out there knowing the game plan. If they can do that, I feel like they can beat the beat UK pretty pretty big. But you never doubt UK. UK is always pumped up. It's the rivalry of the state, and I think Teddy Bridgewater as he's going on each week is getting better and better. I think he's going to have another big game tomorrow. Talking to Douglas Beaumont, former Louisville Cardinal, male local male standout. Your Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. Now, Douglas, when you played this game, it was either the first or third game, uh, depending on obviously the location. Uh, now that the plans are to move this game, at least keep the rivalry alive is the big in the big picture is the most important thing, I suppose, but or I agree with. But obviously the game moving to the last game of the season. As a player, the one question I've been talking to a lot of the former your former teammates and other Louisville Cardinals is what as a player, does it matter to you where this game is played, especially with it being a rivalry in state game for someone like yourself who grew up knowing the rivalry? Or does it? Do you just happy to be able to go out and beat your rival? I think it really doesn't matter. I just know just going out there and being able to beat them, just knowing that it's on the schedule. No matter where it is in the schedule, we just knew that when it was UK, it was time to buckle up and go out there and take the Governor's Cup 
and win, be the best in the state for that year. Absolutely, yeah. Doug, uh, you know, there's so many um, so many things about this season. You know, there's so many top national title hopes possibly and so forth, uh, and us, th- us being in this conference for the first and last time. Uh, what is um, what is your prediction for as far as how the defense is going to come out and play? I mean, you know, there's so many guys stepping up and playing big, but, I mean, do you really think we could dominate them or you think UK is going to come out and try to play a very um, difficult game because they are the home team in this situation and – a lot of times, if you give a little bit of a rival a little bit of life, they always seem to come back and try to beat you, some sort of, so forth. I just think that tomorrow the UK is going to have that 12th man, which is the crowd. So that's going to help them out. And I know they're just going to throw out a lot of trick plays probably tomorrow. But one thing about our defense is we've got a lot of veterans coming that is back now. So with Preston Brown going out there, the linebacker being a leader, and then Calvin Pryor in safety, also with our team, I think they're just going to go out there very focused and be able to just stop them right from the get-go and hopefully just keep it going for four quarters. Talking to Douglas Beaumont, Osmond Ford Lincoln, Buzz Line here. Now, Douglas, now you played your senior year with Coach Charlie Strong, you mentioned, obviously getting to go to the bowl game, winning that Bayfield Brady's Bowl against Southern Miss. Uh, what what are your thoughts on with Coach Strong and what he's built so far with this team? Obviously, you were a part of the, the Cragthorpe regime as well, and, and you've seen it, it grow from him to Charlie Strong, and even since you've departed, what it's grown to at this point. What are your thoughts on Coach Charlie Strong and, and his future with the Cardinals, especially since he turned down the Tennessee job and has shown the loyalty of wanting to stay at Louisville? I just think he's very loyal, and then everybody just has his trust now. As you see, Tennessee's a very big program. For him to turn that down to stay at Louisville, it just shows that you can have a lot of respect for the, for Coach Strong, and I think he's just going to be here for a little – I don't know how much longer. I'm not going to say a little longer, but <laughs> – He's going to be here for a while, and I hope that he just keeps his legacy going, and hopefully it won't just be Louisville. It'll be a powerhouse Louisville. Talking to Douglas Beaumont, uh, as I mentioned, former male standout in football as well as Louisville Cardinal, and I'd be remorse to, to not mention that also a, a former St. Matthews Little League basketball all-star uh, in, in his time as well. Uh, I watched Douglas grow up as a basketball player. I'll never forget some of the stories of the other optimist leagues that were, were feared the day when they found out Douglas was returning to play basketball. And no, so Perrin, you're not the only basketball player around this summer stairway. I've right actually now. seen Doug play basketball. He so can play. He, I've seen Doug. He, Doug can play. We, we we would put him up on the on the on the half court line to, to press other guards, and he would, I mean he made their lives miserable. Almost I, as mad as much as he made defensive backs' lives miserable through his college career. Uh, what, give me a line. Obviously, Louisville, a big favorite in this game. Douglas, 15 points. I'm not saying you're a gambling guy, so I won't ask you if they cover. But what kind of score do you see with tomorrow's uh, with tomorrow's game? I think they'll win by at least 21. I'm gonna say of uh, 42 to 21. That sounds about right. Sounds about right to me, sir. 42-21. It's, it's, for some reason, all the Cardinal guys we talked to, all pick Louisville to win. I don't know. Maybe it's a coincidence. So maybe it's just me. <laughs> uh, Douglas Bowman, I appreciate you coming on, taking some time with us, reminiscing some old times with us. Uh, good luck to you in the future and everything. We'll hopefully catch up with you down the road. Thank you. Thank you. It's Douglas Bowman, obviously former uh, Cardinal. I, I coached Douglas for uh, for a year in, in basketball. Uh, Perrin, uh, see, so you're, you're unfortunate. You didn't get to me. You had Rick Patino. Douglas had me. So. <laughs> oh, God, my luck sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been a little younger. Maybe uh, you'd have landed me. Aren't you so upset that you missed out on that? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm mad I had such a mean teacher and not such a nice guy like you. <laughs> hey, I was strict. I was I was, I was. was a very strict coach. I, I was making kids you run. You demanded greatness, I'm I demanded sure. greatness <laughs> and perfection beyond uh, can, nothing less. I can see Trevor out there with the clipboard throwing it on the ground <laughs> angrily at Doug. Beaumont. I was I was kind of like I don't y'all probably don't remember Dick Fick, the old uh, coach, the uh, college coach here locally. Were you a to, nice coach or a hard coach? 
I was a player's coach. Well, so you were a nice guy. So you're so you're nice so you're Steve Craigthorpe, right? No, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, I wasn't players that player's coach. coach. Steve Craigthorpe called himself a player's coach. Just throwing yeah, it out there. I wasn't that bad a player's coach. Uh, I'm gonna take a break. Come back. We'll talk about this game. I want to compare. And I know uh, you're obviously not from here, but you've spent you know so much time here since yeah. you joined Louisville. Some you know, of the, some of the favorite memories you have this this rivalry game in football. I know you've got several of you the know, basketball rivalry. Talking talking to Mario and talking to Adrian, it made me. I put a lot of memories away before we go to break. I want to say this, but mm. talking to them really made me like rehash a lot of the stuff that fans actually say to you, and they think it's okay to say to you. So yeah, I'll get back <laughs> to that when we come back. I, I was once pelted with uh, with water bottles at a game. I think it was the third game they played. Oh, that's play. nothing, man. It was a 97, go, 98 roughly. Go to West Virginia. That's easy money. Yeah, parents oh. like, you ain't seen anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy money, I've man. heard the West Virginia stories. Uh, it's probably man, good thing I don't easy, go. That's easy living right there, buddy. Uh, we're going to take a break. Come back, talk a little more about this rivalry game. Obviously, and of course, I want to remind you, at uh, 5 o'clock, my man inside the press box with Nick Coffey. He's got a shortened edition today, just a 30-minute set, just a 30 half a show today, because at 5.30, obviously, the Kentucky Anna High School kickoff show with Matt Dennison and Jason Frakes will take off at 5.30 to 6.30, followed by the Wendy's pregame show and the Main Source Bank Game of the Week at 7 o'clock, New Albany and Bedford, North Florence. But we'll be back for one more segment here on the Afternoon Drive, 1450 The Sports Buzz.
Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. <laughs> Welcome back to 1450 The Sports Buzz. Trevor, who do you think this is? Crap. Oh, wow. There you go, insulting stuff. Wow. Little Wayne or Drake or Little Wayne, isn't yes. it? Yes. I mean, are you guessing or are you, asking, are you answering it? I'm asking. Who, who is it? Little Wayne. Yeah, close. you're close. Drake. Yay! I told you it was crap. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for our final. Uh, Two awful worst rappers <laughs> in America, by the way. Our final segment on 1450 The Sports Buzz brought to you by Oxmoor Ford Service. Free shuttle service and a clean comfort customer lounge with free Wi-Fi, big screens, and a business center friendly for all people and families of all shapes and sizes. So if you need to get your car service, they have a nice area for you to hang out. You won't even feel like you're you're in a car place. You're gonna I mean in a car dealership. You're gonna feel like you're at home because the T V is so massive you might not want to go home. Their waiting room is better than my apartment. I mean they got the floor. I wish it was heated marble. I don't know. Or when I had an apartment I live at home now because I'm that cool but Jesus don't uh, man don't throw all your government <laughs> business out there in the streets, man. I ain't so, worried about it. Nobody's coming not, to see me. It's not the point it's the principle man. People don't need to know where they can find you. You see, just tell, you like, are so sensitive about the nah, privacy okay, like, like, like perfect example. Like, ask me where I'm at. Where are you at? Hey, Perrin, what's like, Perrin, what's going on? What you doing tonight? Okay, Perrin, what's going on? What you doing tonight? I'm going somewhere. Homie. I'm well, I'm going somewhere, <laughs> and you're going to be like, where are you going? Like, where are you going? An undisclosed <laughs> location. That's where I'm going. Don't worry well, about you, where I'm going to be. Why are you mystery man, man? I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not your girlfriend. I'm not like hunting you down. She, she, she's going to be there. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to lie to her and say I'm somewhere else because then I, you know, I don't, I don't do that. But what I'm trying to say is like, you know, I just don't need everybody and their mama. Doing what I'm doing. I don't, uh, like, I don't you, like people in my business. You're so proud. I have no problem letting anybody know. I live on Westport Road, ladies and gentlemen. You can come by and visit me anytime I, you want. I live in Louisville. That's all you need to know. So uh, come by and say hi to me, mom, and grandma. <laughs> so we are, we are sitting here, and you know, Trevor. We've had a lot of guys on the on the on the show today, and um, basically, uh, you know. I, I do some stuff with Matt and TJ at KSTV. Mm-hmm. So me being me not being a player anymore, I've dumbed down a little bit of my hatred for UK. On a scale of one to ten, when you were a player, what was the hatred? At? I was about fifteen. <laughs> and you know what? It was, but I'll tell you why. It's not about. It wasn't so much about uh, that I hated the guys that I played against. No, because I because most college basketball players know each other because you play at camps. All year round since you were like fourteen, so now when you're nineteen or twenty, you've known each other for five or six years. So it was never about the matter of the fact that I didn't like guys. I didn't like, I didn't like. You know, we hated each other when we played, but that was just our competitive spirit. But I mean, I disliked Kentucky fans because people feel the need to say some of the things they would say to you, and uh, it was just unbelievable. Adrian brought it up. But you don't think Louisville fans are doing the same thing to Kentucky fans? Oh, I'm sure they are. But like I was. But like Louisville, Louisville fans, like Kentucky fans, give you the business. I, I've played in Memphis, hostile environment. Um, I played the most in most hostile environment. No, 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 no. The I, most hostile environment ever. Not Memphis. No, not by far. Now they got the worst campus. Their top five worst campuses ever, them in Cincinnati. Well, that's because their city is nothing yeah, but a and, toilet. And, and the worst city, probably, too. Yeah. Nah, I don't say that. I'd say the worst place, the worst, the scariest city I ever played is when we played in Villanova. We played in Philly. Philadelphia yeah. was pretty, like, oh, like, you know, I grew up in L.A. So, like, you know, I've seen, I've seen, like, people on drugs and crime. And, you know, I saw the L.A. riots. That like, was just it, when it, he got to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw, I, I, I was a kid. I grew up on the L.A. riots. 
So I mean, so did to you do see, any looting? No, I didn't. My mom and dad wouldn't let me go, okay. go out of the house. But, so did the, you ask? It was fun. It was funny though because the L.A. riots was like, you see, you see the sun, you see the sunset, and you see the horizon of the city of L.A. And there's a fire on on this little spot over here. There's a fire on the opposite side of the city, right? And then you wake up the next day, and the whole horizon is on fire. That that was L.A. riots. But like Philadelphia, of all the cities I ever played in, I was like, whoa. Like when they talk about the ghetto on TV, like this is really it. <laughs> like, <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> so you're saying it wasn't always sunny in Philadelphia, is what you're trying yeah, to tell you're me. You damn right. <laughs> so, it's not just it's a clever but name. I mean, uh, but I will say, like the competitive side of sports, man. I tell you what, it's just people think they can say anything, and there's nothing. And you and, and guys that have played sports are, and when you're in a high school and you had to go play your opposing rival, there's nothing better than going to somebody else's house and shutting them all up. Mm-hmm. That is the greatest, most gratifying thing you can ever experience. Because, you know, when you're at your home arena, yeah, it's fun. You like to be at home. But there's not you don't have the whole world against you. There's, there's something special about being an underdog. I don't know if it's an American, you know. I not even an underdog, but like I get that's what you're saying. Like going into another place, yes. making them quiet, listening, they, listening to the pin drop in an opposing team's arena. Yes, and or the, or the faint sound of your select few fans that have made such trip. Yes, to that arena. No, I, I completely understand it. Even as a fan, I know it's what you're so about. much fun. It's you know to walk out of there, you go and you shower and you get the bus and the whole plane ride home is just a a great feeling. I mean, I remember we went to the uh, final four my uh, sophomore year. We were down 16 with 15 minutes to go against West Virginia, and we came back and we won that game. And uh, Tom Jurich and Julie Herman, Kenny Klein, the SID, and Coach Patino, and we all were happy. And then we're all like, oh, we're playing Arizona. They're up 15 against Illinois with two minutes to go. And then Deron Williams and Luther Head just, I don't know if they took, you know, they took a shot of espresso and just turned it on. (laughs) And then we watched that game, that meltdown. And then we rode all the way back. Who was there's on the play hit the overtime? Just shot to go to overtime. Who was that? I don't know. Oh, Gardner. I don't know. know it's House on Adams or Salim Stoudemire. I don't Adams. Know. It Adams. might have been one of those guys. Little but um, I tell you what. Uh, the most amazing thing about it was the whole way home. We were in the air for three and a half hours, and we're driving back home, and we're talking. Everybody's just it's like a big club slash bar on the plane. The players weren't allowed to drink. The truly's weren't allowed to drink. <laughs> But, you know, all those other guys were celebrating that victory because it was the first time we had been to a Final Four since, what, it was like 89, 86? 86, yeah. trust me, yeah, I remember so. very well. I remember that game very well. Now, obviously, on the football side, now, you mentioned Kentucky being the worst fan base, at least you seen in terms of what, like, cruelty, like, creativity. I'll, t- I'll give you a story. One t- the, last, the last time we played Kentucky, at yeah, Kentucky, I went to the game. Obscenity. And I, I got a ticket at the last minute. I wasn't going to go, and then like, somebody called me, like, an hour before kickoff. They said, I got one for you. I said, you going to come down here or what? I said, I'm on my way. Which year was this? This is uh, Charlie Strong's first year, I believe. Okay. I want to say, I'm, I don't know if it was his first year or not, but it was the first away game for his tenure here at U of L. Which was his first game. Yeah. So um, we go down there, and I'm walking. And, you know, I didn't get a chance to really tailgate, so I picked up a six-pack on my way to the stadium, and I ended up walking with some guys that were some Kentucky fans. I gave away three beers to those guys, and I gave another two away to this couple that was walking next to me because I couldn't finish. Obviously, six I could have, but I wasn't going to finish all yeah. six beers on my way to the stadium. And this college kid, two him and his two clown friends, two frat kids, were three frat kids. They were giving to me the whole. This is, this is the only time I lost my cool, Trevor. I never lose my cool. You never see me angry, angry, have you? Not only except on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, but that's different. It's it's verbally, yeah, it never never count. physically. Yeah. And these two kids were giving it to me and. And we're walking, we're walking all the way from um, 
I think it's Taith Creek Road all the way to the stadium. So if you ever know where that's at in Lexington, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. And these kids are giving it to me. And I turned around and I said, look, look, listen. I haven't said anything to you as we've been walking. I'm minding my business. I'm not harassing you. I laughed at your jokes. If you don't leave me alone, I'm going to clock you with this bottle. And I'm going to go to jail. Were they big guys? Or? No, but they, they wouldn't leave me alone. Did they know who you were? Probably not because they were probably born in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but it was the fact of the matter that uh, I'm minding my business and I don't. They were trying to get hit by a celebrity, I was I thinking, never, maybe. I never, I, I'm not famous. <laughs> if I'm famous, I'm on the triple Z list. But yeah. but the thing about it was they, they annoyed me so much and I never had to, you know, I've, I've dealt with so much, you know, you're supposed to let that roll off your shoulders, parent, but it was just so annoying and so antagonizing. I told him, I said, y'all say one more word to me. I'm going to go to jail because I'm going to beat you all to death. <laughs> and they left me alone after that. Too. Well, it's good they took a warning. I know you're not, you're not the biggest. I know you like football. You're not as big football. Obviously, basketball, number one, and, and probably two and three in your heart in terms of your sports, followed by more likely soccer and, and, and hockey than football is right there. But you mentioned going to the game. I mean, how much of the – did you not go to the games when you were a player as much? I did, but most of the games, when you're a player – you don't really get to enjoy the games as you much. You see the basketball because, players announced at the games all yeah, the time. Yeah, that doesn't happen all the time. But the thing about it was is we had recruits all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to really enjoy the game when you're trying to make sure a guy that you want to come to your school to be a part of your team is having a good time. Like, you know, if you're, it's like almost if you're a party promoter. If you're a party promoter, you don't really get to enjoy your own party because you're making sure everything in your party is going right. So the same thing when a guy comes to campus. Like if – if Sebastian Telfair came to when he came to campus, we made sure everything was right for Sebastian to have a good time. We did everything we could to make sure he enjoyed himself, and he committed. He just didn't come here. So I mean, when you know, when you think about these things, I'm well, here. The only thing he didn't do was match Adidas's contract. Yeah, we, we don't have fifteen million dollars <laughs> in the bag. Same thing, uh, you know. On my when I was at U of L, I hosted Amir Johnson, Terrence Williams, Andre McGee, Brian Harvey. Um, I hosted a. I was part of David Padgett's visit. Because I say you're shooting about fifty percent on me right now. In uh, terms of I, I could I could keep going. Uh, I don't. There's not too many visits that I did not host. And I tell you what, uh, Amir Johnson's visit was fun because I had T. Will, Amir, and Andre on the same visit. I grew up with Andre. I've known Andre McGee since I was ten. They were both from California. Yeah, yeah, we grew up about ten minutes from one another. So I mean, when right. he came here, it was like, oh, in this between y'all was Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, pretty much. So I mean, absolutely, it was. They they live literally between us. So <laughs> I mean, it's, a it's, no, that's really funny you said that because it's literally Riverside, Corona, Marino Valley. Like they're all lined up. So like they literally live right there. When you look back at, and of course, when, I was, when you were a player, that was during Petrino, a little dominating the series and. And my, my memories go far back. I was at the first game in 94. I've been to – it's easier to count the games I haven't been to yes. than the ones I've been to. I've missed about four games total. I missed the 98th, the opening of Papa John Stadium. I, had, for some reason, allowed myself to be scheduled on a family vacation to California. Uh, when I realized that Louisville lost by 30, I didn't want to come back. So but uh, I didn't go to that one. I wasn't at uh, – I won't be at tomorrow's game. And I wasn't at the 27-2 to shellacking that Louisville took. But that being said – when you look back at what, what plays or games that, that you always remember in this rivalry that, that kind of stick out to you, um, for me, uh, the thing that's the thing I think about UK U of L, and this is not a good memory, so forgive me when I say this. That really breaks my heart. Uh, the one thing I haven't talked about this game, I just want everybody to come out. I want us to win the game first of all, mm-hmm. but I want everybody to come out this game healthy. When we played in Canada. My junior year, I believe it was, maybe. Yeah. Uh, that was the year Mike Bush broke his leg. Yeah, I was five feet from him when it happened. It was, that, it was very... That really broke my heart. 
because I know how much work he put in that season to have a great year because he was a Heisman candidate, number one. I was on the field, by the way, Zebo, and I was working the sidelines. Yes. So, um, but um, that was one of my main things. When I I saw the see, we were on the road in Canada. We watched the game from a bar in Montreal. They did everything they could for us to get the game. And, um, but the main thing is that uh, we, um, we won that game. We won that game, but we felt like we lost. Yeah. And um, I saw bittersweet, so to speak. And I saw several alumni crying. They sit there and watch them cry because uh, Fred, the tra- Fred Hina, who's the U of L trainer at the time, he said uh, he watched the replay and Mike broke his leg. Yeah. And, the, and one of the alumni guys cursed out Fred. Don't you dare say that. Who the hell are you to ever even predict something like that? And sure enough, it was reported later. They announced at the game that he broke his to leg. To this day, I'll still never root for Wesley Woodyard in his NFL career because of what he did yeah. with the horse contact. Uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, my man Nick Coffey coming up with Inside the Press. With Talk. the red polo on. I'm going to throw a little memory stick for him. The lightning game. By far still my favorite U of UK game of all time. Uh, Louisville. Nick. A game that I didn't get to go the first half, but I got in to watch the second half for free because, well, Papa John Stadium did a lousy <laughs> job of, of checking tickets. Nick came in here like Ric Flair. He said, woo! <laughs> He's ready to go, ladies and gentlemen. We are out of here. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the game if you're going. If not, be safe. Uh, my man Nick Coffey inside the press box is next. 1450 Sports Bus. Rest in peace, Tupac. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to the kitten. Picture paragraphs unloaded. Wise words being quoted.